This is That'sInTheBible.com That's in the Bible, episode 42, Is There Any Proof of God? Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saved from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. And welcome back to That's in the Bible. My name's Eric. Glad you're joining us here for episode 42, Is There Any Proof of God? And we've got a full house again. And we're joined by Pastor Strobel, Pastor Steve, and Matthew. Pastor Steve, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing just fine. And uh, Pastor Strobel? I'm saved, secured, and headed for glory. Amen. Amen. And Matt? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Amen. And uh, you're a little bit lighter today, right? I am. I think I lost a few pounds. And as we were big, pretty heavy teeth, buddy. <laughs> well, I couldn't eat anything either, solid for a few days. So uh, that's a good point. <laughs> and as there, when I got my wisdom teeth out, and I actually have a picture of you in the chair. I should put on the website. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think it goes. That should be in news and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Right next to your picture with uh, Doctor Ruffman. <laughs> I think you would appreciate that. I really do. Uh, the peaks and the valleys. That's right. So as uh, as we were saying before we started the recording, uh, Matt's lost a little bit of wisdom. Let's see, he had some of those yeah. wisdom. I say that I got rid of the bad wisdom. Ooh, <laughs> that's now it's just all determined. good wisdom. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you Rufus do tonight. Pudding. <laughs> yeah, you will. You will notice uh, our listeners. I'd like to tell them this, but. Uh, I noticed right away, but but Matt sounds more mature. His voice has taken on a different tone <laughs> and quality, and uh, we we hope that uh, we hope it actually is real maturity. So this is <laughs> <laughs> this hopefully it sticks. <laughs> I don't know. It depends if you guys rub off on me, then it won't. Oh, I'll try and keep it. <laughs> well, you just shut us up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny though it's when I was in the chair the uh, the doctors look at my x-rays and he's like you know he, the two top teeth wisdom teeth may not need to come out you know and <laughs> so I asked my dad and he's like I wouldn't get them out <laughs> and uh, and he's like but you know you never know in the future you might have problems with them and and so I was like just take them all out and just rip them out of my mouth <laughs> so, so, so I had to see all four of them huh? uh, actually I didn't have one so I was missing one. So well, I just that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. I only had three. So <clears throat> it went good, though. I was a little doped up on medicine for a couple of days. And Sunday I was trying to uh, go to church. Couldn't make it because I couldn't get out of bed still. <laughs> and uh, so I got off the pain medicine and, and uh, finally got going. So feeling pretty good. Amen. Amen. And uh, Pastor Strobel, what's new in your, your neck of the woods there? 
Well, I'm thinking that um, that last podcast might be really good for some folks to listen to if they haven't yet, because uh, everything really broke loose after it. So <laughs> Steve's going to talk to you about the uh, proof of, of God, and I can just tell you that there's, uh, and, and I'm going to concur with what he says, I'm certain, but but I can tell you there's proof of a devil. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a rough week, huh? That was a rough yeah. week, huh? Well, yeah, but you know, I, I say that, and uh, I just know that uh, he's alive and uh, kicking. And uh, at the same token, you know, there's a lot of blessings mixed in. And honestly, I have no complaints. God is good, and uh, we had good church services on Sunday. Uh, good church service last night, and uh, we did have a baptism, as I mentioned last Sunday. We're looking, Lord willing, to baptize a couple more um, this Sunday. Amen. And so, uh, there's there's a lot of blessings mixed in with the whole thing, but. Uh, uh, this is a week that I am glad is over. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. And Steve, how about you? Well, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. I think I mentioned last time that we're rehearsing for the Messiah, and I uh, mentioned that I'd bring up the score, and I did go down and I and I got it, and I have it with me in front of me here. And uh, as Pastor Strobel mentioned last time, it is just straight scripture put to music. And um, it, it, it covers a, a, a vast range of, of uh, things, if you will. I mean, the, the title of it is The Messiah, which obviously is talking about Jesus Christ. But um, uh, just to give you the first thing that comes out, it says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith, the, uh, saith uh, your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished and her iniquity is pardoned. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Amen. And uh, you know, just various other things, as says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is uh, given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, and the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, course they have the, the uh, sounding of the angels and glory to God and the highest and peace on earth goodwill toward men um, has a, a chorus in here called behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world um, surely he hath borne our griefs carried our sorrows he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquity, iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him um, another part from Isaiah 53 all we like sheep have gone astray Turned everyone to his own way. The Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Um, oh, <clears throat> get over here. Some of the other parts of. I mean, there's. I'm skipping a lot, <laughs> just so that you know. Uh, oh, let's see. There's one here. Where I'm I'm looking for it right now. It says. Um, Oh, since by man uh, came death, by man came also the resurrection. For as in Adam all uh, die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Uh, the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, we shall all be changed. And the last uh, chorus is, uh, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, and hath redeemed us uh, to God by his blood to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne 
and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And then it begins the Amen, which is a long, involved Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, there's so much adrenaline by that time. And uh, uh, it's hard to explain the emotion that goes through singing those things, and especially the end. I mean, obviously it has in there the Hallelujah Chorus, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth, his kingdom now the kingdom of this world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever, King of kings, Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Uh, so, again, I, I uh, encourage those, even those that may not uh, care for this kind of music, there's a lot of it that's really tedious and, and boring, and uh, unless you really have a love for it, you're not really going to like it. But if you're saved and born again, and uh, uh, you know you've got a heart for God. This 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 music here from the Messiah will uh, will touch a chord and uh, will be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. And Steve, now you you guys usually sing that in a church. Do you ever sing that in public? You know, like on the streets or in the courtyard anywhere or anything. Well, like that? I mean, that really, I mean, we've gone other places. We we, we uh, this this group that I'm with. Uh, we'll go to a nursing home and we'll sing there uh, as kind of a public service. But the um, uh, the concerts that we give are basically for a love offering. Uh, if you wanted to come and just sit there for for nothing and, and just come in for free, you could come in and, and not pay anything. It's it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, first come, first serve. And if there's no more seats, there's no more seats. And and in every place that we have been so far, there has there's been a standing room only. So, um, the chamber orchestra is professional orchestra. Uh, they're extremely good. Um, it, you know, it's just it's just a real real blessing. Amen. I guess sing it while you still can. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, I've been involved in choruses and choirs for a long, long time. Uh, started in junior high and. And went up through college, and then I don't know if I said this before, but but had a lapse for a while. I uh, wasn't saved, and and uh, got into other things, and and uh, that kind of music kind of passed by the wayside. But once I trusted Christ, uh, uh, singing uh, for the Lord became a, a, a priority, and uh, uh, so I've been doing that ever since. That's been thirty-four some years. So, man, and and. I didn't mean just like physically, I meant like legally. <laughs> Why you still can't sing those words. Oh, yeah, amen. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Just yeah. Were you talking about that fella in England that uh, uh, was going to uh, uh, preach on the street or something? Why don't you, mm-hmm. why don't you tell that story? Um, I don't have that article in front of me now, but from, from what I was reading, that there there is a... Uh, I guess an ordinance or some sort of thing that they have in England at the moment, or maybe it's been there for a while, that you can't uh, say anything publicly that's going to offend or insult someone. So the the uh, street preacher was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do anything like that. And, and, he, and the police officer said to him, or the public safety officer said to him, well, you know, you also can't, you can't say anything against the homosexuality. And he says, but you, you do know that the Bible says homosexuality is a sin. And the guy goes, oh, that's it. So they called in the other police folks, and they took him off to, to jail and uh, put him in jail. And then uh, they they told him he can't preach in public anymore, including in church. 
That's a sign of the times. So, I can. I'll, I'll have the uh, the citation, the reference for that, up in the show notes too. Pastor Strobe was choking on that one. That wasn't me. <laughs> was that Steve? <laughs> what? I just swallowed. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> what did I cough? <laughs> Thought I turned the mic off. I didn't turn the mic off. Hey, did, did that blow everybody's ears off? No, no, it was off. It was oh, just okay. muffled. All right, we're we're not going to do a um, quote of the day because Steve is going to uh, kind of bring us here shortly. Is there any proof of God? But before we before we get into that, I did also want to mention that we talked, uh, Pastor Strobel talked about it last time on the podcast that we do have a um, we're planning to do an email uh, mailing so that as soon as we update the podcast you can receive an email from us that we have updated the podcast especially since uh, we haven't been quite as regular as we uh, started out to be and so if you would like to do that if you'd like to get on the mailing list and I assure you that no one else will see your email address and, of course, we won't use your email for spam or anything like that. Um, but if you would like to get on the email uh, list to be notified when a new podcast is on, uh, you can email us at thatsinthebible at gmail.com. Or if you go to our webpage at thatsinthebible.com, and on the right-hand side of our website, it's, there's A, Welcome, B, News, and More, C, Index to All Our Shows, but under D, contact us if you go to contact us there's also a handy link that you can just um, click on and it'll open up with everything that you need to to be able to do it says don't miss out get mailings for new shows posted and you can click right there and you'll be able to send us a quick email there so what else did i leave anything else out about that now, where did you say that is posted on the website, Eric? It's under Navigate Our Site on the very front page on the right-hand column. If you go under the letter D, under Contact Us, click on Contact Us. Towards the bottom of that page, there's a little a graphic with a clock that says, Don't Miss Out, Get Mailings for New Shows Posted. And then to the right of that, it says, um, if you would like to receive an email each time we update with a new That's in the Bible podcast, simply click here. And if you click there, your email browser will open up or send an email to That's in the Bible at gmail.com. Just saying you want to you wanna be notified. Very good. When's, Thank you. When's the uh, That's in the Bible newsletter coming out? As soon as you put it together. <laughs> well, as far as I know, you and Steve have a pretty good uh, start at it. We do, Steve. Your oh, old, uh, your oh. old newsletter. Oh wow! How many years is that now? <laughs> Talking oh, wow. about archaic. <laughs> that was a baby when that was put out. Oh man! <laughs> I, I remember seeing a copy of that Eric years ago. Really? Oh, well, which, boy. which just. Gave me a thought. Maybe we could put some baby pictures of Matt up on the website <laughs> 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 there. Yeah, he's not saying no, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I think my parents. I was a, I was a cute baby. Come on, no. <laughs> yeah, you were healthy. <laughs> I was healthy. <laughs> Stout. 
<laughs> I like to call it a husky. husky. <laughs> yeah, we got you the husky clothes. <laughs> a different uh, sweat pant color for uh, every day. <laughs> yeah. They were great. I mean, they're elastic. You don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> you wore those right until you were about, what, 17 or 18, right, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about when I got out of high school. <laughs> you can see by his picture on the website, though, that he's slimmed out. <laughs> thank well, you. Thank you, Photoshop. Photoshop, yeah. Photoshop <laughs> yeah. works wonders. That's, we noticed the picture so far away. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can do it for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I should have done it for me. I didn't though. All right, we'll be we'll be right back after uh, after this. If Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel, then where did Cain get his wife? It's a question everyone asks about the Bible at one point or another. Follow along with us as we chart the answer, filled with unexpected twists and turns. In episode 30, where did Cain get his wife? Or, what's in a generation? Only on fatsinthebible.com Who would have thought we'd have commercials on that's in the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Well done, I might say. At least we're promoting our own own things here. Oh, you mean they're not paying us to put these on? Well, just I, I can't even say that I was going to say just send money, but I that doesn't doesn't feel right. <laughs> no. I like I'd like to say that I do like the um, the new picture you put up for the last podcast. I saw the other one and actually mm-hmm. thought about suggesting it was changed, but mm-hmm. uh, and, and I like you, this one better. Do you know why I changed it? I do not, because as I had it up there, I thought. Now, what would Pastor Strobel think of that? <laughs> and I thought, you know what? He's not going to like that. <laughs> so I, well, I just made some minor alterations there. Yeah, it's very good. I guess mm-hmm. the Lord was all in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, all righty. Well, Steve, are you, are you about ready? Yes, I am. All right, let's see if I am. Okay, here you go. All right, guys, thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, before we start, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer, and then we'll get into this thing. Father, we're thankful for the day, for your blessings. We're thankful, Lord, that you are God, and you're God of everything. And, Lord, there's no doubt in our minds as to who you are. But Lord, there might be some out there, God, that don't really uh, believe and understand and, and have a grasp on these things. So, Lord, I pray that this podcast would be a help to them. Lord, a blessing to them and to those that may uh, uh, look for ways to defend and to prove uh, to others that there is a God in heaven. Uh, Lord, uh, ask God that you would help me to do this for your glory. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would, please take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 1. We'll begin there, read a few verses, and then uh, start this podcast. Of course, the title of the podcast, as Eric has already mentioned, Is there any proof of God? Hebrews chapter 1, and we'll begin reading in verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. 
hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who, being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he uh, had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by uh, inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto, uh, for unto which, of, uh, which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be unto, uh, unto him a father, and he shall be unto me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten of, uh, into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of, all, uh, of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands." Now, just want you to notice something here, and it, it reminds me of another verse, which is what we're going to get to in, in just a moment. But it says, God, who in sundry times, that means different times, and in diverse manners, by different ways, <clears throat> spake uh, in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. It started out just by God. It assumes that there is a God. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God. Uh, God doesn't try to uh, uh, explain himself. He doesn't take time to explain himself. Uh, it just takes for granted that he is. But to the student of the Word of God, he does give us some understanding of himself. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28, it says this, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. Now, the thing I want you to see is the fact that, that the Lord God, the one that is in the beginning, as it says there, in the beginning God created it reinforces the fact that God here in Isaiah is the creator. And the one thing that it, is, it shows is that the creator was. <laughs> uh, sometimes we, we pass over things and we just take things for granted. We get caught up in our lives and we just don't stop and think. God was. It, it doesn't show that there was a beginning of God. It doesn't show that there's an end of God. God was. That's the reason for his name in Exodus. He calls himself the I Am. Uh, he is always present. There's not a past. There's not a future. He always is. And uh, before the creation came into being, the creator 
always was, and always will be. Um, the Bible gives us some indications of this, and it and uh, to show us that there is a God. You know, most times, uh, you know, if you talk to an atheist or a skeptic, they are not going to uh, let you use the Bible to prove that God is. But the Bible does prove that he is. In Psalm 119, verses 1 through 4, or not 119, Psalm 19, 1 through 4, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter a speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun. That tabernacle being heaven, being space. You know, the fact that it says there in the middle of that, that portion of Scripture, there is no speech nor language where their voice, talking about the sun, the moon, the stars, is not heard. There's not a language, there's not a tribe, there's not anything anywhere uh, of, of people that doesn't know that there is a God. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The things that have been created demonstrate and prove that there is a God and that he's the maker of all things and that he has power, eternal power, and it shows his Godhead. And we've talked about a little bit about that in the podcast on the Trinity, shows his Godhead. Now, to be honest with you, I understand and, and I am one that sometimes it's just hard to believe it's hard to believe in an eternal, always living, ever living, never dying God. The reason for that is because we're encased in a body of flesh with a finite mind that just cannot comprehend eternal things. Try as we might, illustrate it as we might, when you think about it, you can only come to a certain point and then it's just beyond what you can comprehend. And that's why God gives us more things than just the Bible. For the skeptics and for the atheists, the scriptures offer no proof to their satisfaction that God exists. And of course, the Bible lets us know that for sure. The Bible says, uh, uh, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, it also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. Um, spiritually discerned, in other words, to understand these things, you have to have a, a, an understanding and a belief in the Scriptures. A, 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 an understanding and a belief in spiritual things. In the study of theology, which is the study of God, there are many proofs or arguments for the existence of God. I'm just going to give you just a couple of them. There, there are more than these, but there's one called the argument of conscience. 
the fact that man is born with a universal belief in a supreme being. As I mentioned before, there's not a tribe uh, yet discovered that lacks this fundamental belief. Now, they may not believe in the Lord God of the Bible, but they understand that what they see out there is greater than they, that there's a sun that comes up and goes down every day. There's a moon that comes up, and it changes shapes, and it has an effect on things. There's animals and creatures that, that uh, have peculiar habits and do things that are on a regular basis that, that uh, are ingrained in them from a creator. And you know what these guys do? They may not worship God of the Bible, but they will worship other things that they believe be, to be responsible for that. Uh, you know, there's many, many examples, and I'm not going to go into all of those things, but there's still, nonetheless, a fundamental belief in a supreme being, which leads us to the point, and this kind of a sidebar, the fact that just because someone believes in a supreme being doesn't mean that they're saved and going to go to heaven. The Bible says the devils believe in God, and that's the God of the Bible, and they tremble, and they're not saved. Uh, so their their belief in God has to go has to be done God's way, or it can't be done any way at all. Uh, the consequences of unbelief or not placing your belief in the right way is hell. So it's incumbent upon each one of us to find out what God requires for a person to know for sure that they're going to heaven when they die, to have a personal relationship with the God of the Bible. This, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the second one that I want to talk about is the argument of cause or a cosmological proof. Uh, the world is here. The earth is here. Uh, it must have come from somewhere. Someone or something must have caused it to happen. And therefore, it begs for a reason. It uh, begs for a definition. It begs for uh, an origin. And um, obviously, the Bible gives God the credit for that. God gives himself credit for that. Now, as I said, many other people will try to use other things, but God is responsible for this. The argument of, uh, from life, life comes from life. Uh, the Bible says this, for with thee, talking about God, is the fountain of life. Now, you can study physics and the, and the scientists can say all they want, but as we know it now and as we see it now and as it is demonstrated now, life comes from life. An apple is produced by a seed within the apple called the apple seed. Once that seed is buried and germinates, it grows into an apple tree and it produces apples. Life generates life. As try as you may, you can put a rock in any kind of condition that you want and it's not going to grow another rock. 
not unless it divides or is divided by, by some means that that rock is split and now it becomes two separate rocks, but it's never going to regenerate itself. Rock does not produce rock. That mass is already here. Um, life comes from life. Jesus Christ said uh, unto uh, Mary, or unto Martha, excuse me, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, as a, as a, a Bible believer, if life comes from life, then if that word is true, what I just read to you from Jesus Christ, a quote from him, our life comes from him. Now, <clears throat> there are other, others of these uh, types of proof, but this is a good, ex- a good sampling uh, that uh, uh, we can use to confront atheists on the existence of God. Now, let me make this clear just so that you understand. I believe the Bible. I really don't need any of these other proofs to believe in God. I, to be honest with you, I haven't since I, before I was saved. I believed in a God. Uh, before, when I was taught in, in school of evolution, I never really bought into evolution. I still believe that, there, that God was the creator. So I don't have any problem in believing that. But in a human mind... I must confess to you that it, my brain has a hard time grasping an ever-living God who has always been. Uh, to be honest with you, to believe in God is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Now, just because I don't uh, understand something doesn't mean that it isn't so. I struggle, you know, I used to have the questions, where did God come from? Where is he now? Uh, Can we see him? Uh, You know, I wasn't there when all these things were created. Uh, How do I know these things are so? And you know what you have to finally boil yourself down, boil down to is that it takes faith to believe that these things are so. It takes faith. Now, before you think that's ridiculous, and before you say, well, <laughs> Steve, you're, you're really nuts. I mean, to believe in something that you've never seen before, uh, that, that he created this whole thing that we're, we're living on and all the systems that are involved in this, uh, you know, Steve, you're a fool. Now, before you say that, really, you ought to stop and think, you know what? I, I'm going to make this confession to you. I've never seen Abraham Lincoln. Now, I've seen pictures of him, but I've never seen Abraham Lincoln. And I doubt you have seen him either. But that begs the question, if I've never seen him, does that mean he doesn't exist? The historians have written of his deeds and of his exploits. There is a record of the things that he said of the deeds that he's done. There are eyewitness accounts that have been recorded that uh, people that have dealt with him and, and uh, heard him and uh, witnessed him. You know what? I believe in Abraham Lincoln by faith because I've never seen him before. Now, 
now that I've said that, now that I've said some things about that, I want you to go back to Hebrews chapter 1. You probably figure, what in the world did you read Hebrews chapter 1? You never went back there. We're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 1. I want you to take a look in verse 2. It says, <coughs> Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Now, that's God the Father saying that Jesus Christ has spoken unto us uh, in these days, whom he hath pointed to be heir of all things, that's Jesus Christ, by whom also he made the worlds. God made the worlds through or by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the physical manifestation of God. Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. And so when God created the heavens and the earth, and he flung the stars out with his fingers and so forth, it was the fingers of Jesus Christ that did that. Jesus Christ was the instrument of creation. Take a look in verse 3. Talking about Jesus Christ again who being the brightness of God's glory, his glory, and the express image of God's person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, Jesus Christ, purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, which is God the Father. So the same one that created everything that we see is the same one that purged our sins and gave us forgiveness and gave us eternal life. Take a look in verse 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. Jesus Christ is the God that we see. Now, there are probably a lot of verses we could go and, and, and utilize for this, but <clears throat> let's suffice it to use one, John chapter 1 and verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now, we have not seen God. No man has seen God. But we have seen Jesus Christ. There are eyewitnesses to Jesus Christ. And he, Jesus Christ, has declared God. Jesus Christ said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when we look on Jesus Christ, he is the physical manifestation of God. Now, let's use this illustration a little bit further. Let's, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. Remember how I talked about uh, believing in Abraham Lincoln be, be, because of the eyewitness accounts, because of the record that has been given? Well, again, let me read that verse. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he, the Son, hath declared him the Father. There is a record of God's exploits, his deeds, what he's done, 
and it's in the Bible. There are eyewitnesses account, eyewitness accounts of the Lord's power over nature and over creation. And by that, we can believe that there is a God. I don't have to see him and touch him and feel him to know that he exists because there is a record that's given. And the Bible says that record is true. But for the educated man, the man that is enlightened, they have a hard time with believing that there is a God. They think that the Bible is written by man. They, with their own logic and reason, just cannot bring themselves to comprehend and understand that there is an infinite being out there that spoke all these things into existence. I submit unto you that they turn to evolution as an alternative to God. But in that same breath, I submit to you that those that believe in evolution believe by faith. And to be honest with you, they have more faith than I have in believing in God. In fact, I dare say they are more religious than I am in their belief in evolution. <clears throat> now, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek and so forth. Uh, in this regard, I'm sure everyone has heard of the Big Bang. Um, but I want to read you uh, from a gentleman. Uh, last name is Pilgrim, I believe. And uh, <clears throat> this is uh, how the Big Bang came into being. Uh, sometime, uh, uh, space, I'm sorry, space-time expansion itself leads to directly proportional relation between recessional velocity and galactic distance. Now, if we reverse the expansion scenario back in time, we see that if galaxies are moving rapidly apart now, then they must have been Notice that's conjecture. <clears throat> they must have been clumped together in the past. He doesn't know it for sure. He's assuming that they are. <clears throat> that is, the universe must have been denser, with more matter and energy packed in a unit volume in the past. If you keep going back in time, the whole universe will converge into a point of infinite density and super high temperatures. Now, when I was reading through this, I can't help but, but notice some <laughs> discrepancies here. If it's going back to a specific point, how can that point be infinite de density? <laughs> That's kind of an oxymoron. It, it just doesn't really make any sense. It sounds fancy. But if you really take that to the definition of infinite, how can it be drawn back to a point? Anyway, let's go on. This is the starting point of the Big Bang. The universe started expanding out from an indefinitely dense initial point. The essential idea to underst understand here is that the Big Bang... Big Bang 
<clears throat> did not happen somewhere in the universe. The universe itself was an infinitesimally dense point, a singularity, which expanded to its present size. Let us understand <clears throat> how was the universe created according to the Big Bang Theory. Universe began from a singularity. At a singularity, infinite density created infinite uh, curvature, due to, uh, due to which the classical laws of general relativity, rather all, all known laws of physics, break down. Therefore, what happened before the Big Bang is something which no one can answer. <laughs> Conveniently, the age of the universe, according to the Big Bang theory, is estimated to be 13.73 plus or minus 0.12 billion years. I like that plus or minus. That's kind of interesting <clears throat> how they can be precise with that uh, caveat there. Now, a lot of that is is uh, <clears throat> maybe hard for you to understand. Maybe. Just a lot of uh, scientific mumbo-jumbo. Let me, let me just try to simplify that. The scientists are saying that all matter that is known matter, all the suns, all the galaxies, all the nebulas, the earth, and it's all of its planet, uh, you know, within its own solar system, the Pluto, Neptune, Jupiter, Mercury, Venus, the sun, the Milky Way, uh, all of the matter all of the solid, well, you don't even have to say solid substance, all of the atoms <laughs> and electrons and protons and neutrons of all existing matter was condensed. If you could take a, uh, a pencil that's sharpened to a sharp point and take it with gentle uh, force and just put it on a piece of paper, that dot is what they're saying that everything came from. All the matter that is known throughout the universe came from a single dot, million or billions and billions and billions of years ago, and for some unknown reason, exploded and has been expanding ever since. They would have us believe that all the systems, star systems, nebulas, galaxies. Uh, uh, formed perfectly and in right distances apart from each other. Even our solar system, with all of its planets revolving around the sun, everything exploded and expanded into perfect order. So perfect that we could time things by it. Our day is timed by the revolution of the earth, and the year is timed by its revolution around the sun and all of the things can be can be precisely calculated so that they could put a man on the moon they can make mission shots with with uh, uh, spacecraft going up and dumping a little uh, toy robot thing up there on Mars they can do all of these things so precisely from an explosion uh, it's it's <laughs> If you think about it, there's no randomness. There is no chaos in what we see in our universe. It's all order. And that came out of an explosion? 
I'll tell you that that takes more faith to believe that than it does for God to speak the worlds into existence. How many of you have ever played with, with M80s and cherry bombs and, and silver salutes and all of those things and, and uh, you know, put it into, into uh, you know, some sort of container with things in it or whatever and, and blow it up and see that perfect order comes out of it? There's no perfect order. It's chaos. It's all random. There's no point to it. Where did all the matter come from in the first place? Was anyone an eyewitness to its beginning? Is there any eyewitness accounts? Now, let me say, we had eyewitness accounts of Abraham Lincoln. We have eyewitness accounts of Jesus Christ, who is God manifest in the flesh. Yet we have no eyewitness accounts of what is, uh, how it's been explained as being the Big Bang. Pure science is observable, observable and demonstrable facts and truth. They have, no, they have more faith than I have to believe these things. Now, to be honest with you, I have faith in a designer. Everything has a purpose and has a, has a function. There is no chance to it at all. God set things in order. Now, on the website, you're going to find a, a, an icon there for a picture. And there's a picture of the transfiguration there. And... Uh, you know, just to use the uh, the uh, evolutionist uh, theory of how this came into being, let's just suppose that somehow, somewhere, there was a dot placed on this canvas. We'll, we'll even give that there's a canvas there. And out of that dot, an explosion took place. And from that explosion, you have the picture that you see in front of you of the disciples cowering in front with, with uh, different clothing on and the different ripples in their clothing showing the depth and, and perception. You see the two beings up there with, with Jesus Christ in a, in a kind of a angelic uh, 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 view there with the colors of, of blue and white and red and brown and, and, and shades of black and blue. All of that came out of a dot that exploded. Now, let's be honest. What you see here is a picture that was in the mind of an artist. And that artist took oil and a brush and he painted a picture from his mind and put it on the canvas and you see his creation. Now, I'm looking at this picture and there may be the author's signature there somewhere, but I don't see the author's signature. You know what? I don't have to see the author or the artist, excuse me. I don't have to see the artist to believe that someone drew that picture. I don't have to see him. I don't have to touch him. I believe that an artist drew this picture. 
the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I don't have to see God to know that he exists because I can see his creation and what he's put together. There was an artist at work that did that. Now, let's go one step further. I have in my hand here in this desk a cell phone. The cell phone is a Samsung, and I don't have the model number of it, but uh, I can take this cell phone apart, each and every piece. Now, we're not going to go into the composition of each of those pieces with all of its molecular background, of its physical composition. We're just going to take this cell phone apart with all the screen and the, and the buttons and all the electrical parts on the inside and, and the lens and, and all of these things, probably a, hundreds of pieces. And we're going to take this cell phone that I've taken apart. Of course, I haven't taken my cell phone apart, but we're, we're using it as an illustration. And we put it into a container. And we shake that container. And we shake that container. And we shake it, and we shake it, and we shake it, and we shake it, and we shake it. You can shake it for a billion years if you want. And you know what? It is never going to be assembled as it is in my hand functioning as it's supposed to function. Do you know what that shows? This cell phone in my hand shows that there is a designer It shows that he had knowledge and understanding of what he wanted this cell phone to do. And he designed it, and he put it, uh, created the pieces so that they would operate in conjunction with each other, so they could perform different functions, and I could press all these buttons and come up and do different things, various things with it, and it operates and works the way the designer intended it to work. You're telling me that something from an explosion is going to operate with perfect order. That given enough time, that everything will work as it's supposed to work. Now look, folks, the Bible says, David says that our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. You can't tell me that somehow through this expanding explosion that took place, that all matter came from a single dot, that somehow this body was evolved and all of its systems, which now work together in a harmony that, that is just absolutely phenomenal. The, the, the digestive, circ- working with the circulatory system and uh, the neurological system and, and all the other systems that comprise this body, they all work in concert together for this body to function as God intended it to function. It didn't come from an explosion. As this cell phone, God had a design and a purpose for my body. And for this this universe to work together for this earth to work together. God has created animals and creatures and beings to operate in conjunction with each other so that this world will survive and operate as he's designed it to operate. 
It shows a creator, not chaos from an explosion. Atheism leads to doubt, immorality, depravity, and despair. Notice what it says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. We read 20, but we didn't go on further from there. It says this, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that they, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like unto corruptible man, to birds and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creator or creature more than the creator who is blessed for uh, forever amen <clears throat> i want you to notice in verse 21 what it says there in the middle of that verse where it says when they knew god do you believe uh, realize that god created all of us with an innate belief in him we talked about that. We talked about the argument for conscience. They believe in God. What happens is that they have to be taught not to believe God. They have to ta- be taught <clears throat> not to believe in the one that created them. It's either that or the fact that they don't want to bow down to the creator. They don't want to accept the, the God's authority over them, and therefore they rebel against him, and in order to subdue their conscience, they uh, basically compel themselves to believe that there is not a God, so they don't have to answer to him. Now, belief in God gives answers, hope, and reassurance, and I close with this verse. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You've got to believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I don't know about you guys, but I believe that there is a God. I believe that he spoke the worlds into existence and that he rules and reigns over all his creation. And one day he's coming back to clean it up and make us like he wants us to be. And we'll be his forever and ever and ever. I challenge you to get to know that God and have a personal relationship with him. Be reconciled to him because he is the creator. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Steve. Excellent job. Amen. Excellent job. Amen. 
guys. Amen. Yes, very well said. Um, I like the the point and the thought of um, the evolutionists uh, having to accept what they believe by faith, just like they they put on us. And and really, what happens is we get put on the defense a lot about uh, you know prove that there is a God, prove that there is a God. And uh, the flip side of that is is, is uh, something that's very important. We ought to just put right back on and prove there's not one. Right. You know. Uh, because if there is a God, if there if 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 there wasn't a God, and we all know, not just believe, but we know that there is. But if there wasn't a God, we're still better off right now. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I'm better off than I was before I began to uh, make the Lord the central figure in my life, and I wouldn't trade it trade it for anything. But if there's not a God, I mean, okay, if there is a God, we we discussed if there's not one, we're still better off. But if there is a God, the people that don't believe Him. They're sure in a whole heap a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. The Bible declares uh, there's not only a God, but uh, if that God's real, uh, there is a hell. And yep. um, in order to, to avoid that, you've got to believe that God is, as uh, Brother Steve quoted, and have faith in him for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. And uh, uh, you, you've got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Jesus said, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Mm-hmm. And so I would say to the uh, evolutionists um, uh, who accept a lot of things by faith, as uh, Steve mentioned, a lot, of, uh, a lot of loose facts that they put out, off by a billion years here, a billion years there. And, and we're supposed to just change every time they change their belief. And Okay, that's what we believe now. But uh, how about for, for them, First uh, Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I'll say one other thing and uh, let somebody else comment. But uh, I like uh, how the Bible starts, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It just assumes that there's a God. Mm-hmm. And that is the key verse in the scriptures. And that's why um, it's attacked so much by evolution, because if you can discredit that one, you know, they can throw out the rest of the Bible in their minds. And that's what they do uh, for all practical purposes. It's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. And I would just suggest if um, you're a person that's agnostic, you're not sure if there's a God, or you claim to be atheist, uh, before you reach your final conclusions, uh, why not start in Genesis chapter 1-1? And or start in the New Testament and just read the Bible from cover to cover, and uh, at least then you'll have a better idea of uh, of what you're saying you don't believe in. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I just yeah, I just want to comment too on um, uh, along those lines. I mean, the evolutionists talk about how um, they can they can prove it. And, uh, and they really can't. And when you look at the definition of science, really it's testable and observable, uh, you know, something that could be testable, you know, you can test it out, you can observe it. And in, in turn, you'd have to re- be able to reproduce it. And we've been never been able to reproduce, uh, a, a human from a monkey. We've been never able to, like brother Steve pointed out to create life from non-life from a rock. And that's what they really say is what happened was, uh, uh, after the Big Bang happened, over billions and millions of years of torrential rains fell on the um, on the rocks that were down here on the Earth, and uh, the lava cooled, and uh, and then what happened was this primordial soup came about, and then the one-celled organism came about, and they had to you know come about with more celled organisms, and just so many problems, and there's no way you can test or observe that. They've been trying to do that for so long, and they can't do it. And I remember one of my friends. 
uh, from growing up, really my best friends from growing up, he said to me, well, you just think then that the whole thing is just a, a lie? And, uh, and I said, yeah, I, I truly believe that. And, and he asked me, he said, well, why do you think uh, that they would be doing that, that they would tell this lie to so many people and teach it in schools? And uh, I didn't have these quotes at the time. I wish I did. But this is exactly why. I'll, I'll just say a couple quotes here. And these are quotes from, you can look these up on the internet, uh, from any uh, encyclopedia, any uh, whoever these people are. Uh, one is from, uh, his name is Sir Julian Huxley. And he was the head of UNESCO, uh, big in his time at that time, about when uh, uh, Charles Darwin came out with his book um, on natural selection and, and all that kind of stuff about uh, coming from, uh, from apes as well and all that. But this is what he said. He said, I suppose the reason why we leapt at the origin of species was that the idea of God interfered with our social mores. And uh, this he said uh, on uh, one of the, uh, he was one of the leading uh, evolutionists and he was asked this on a television interview. And, uh, and that's what he said when they, when they asked him, why did the community jump at Darwin's ideas? Uh, there's another one from Sir Arthur Keith. Uh, he was big also, uh, and, uh, in the whole, um, um, the whole thing here. And he says, evolution is unproved and unprovable. We believe it only because the only alternative is special creation. And that is unthinkable. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing, you know, I mean, yeah, but- they, they put all that in the schools is because they don't want to think about that. There's a guy that they're, they're accountable for. That's it. And so what they do is they come up with these things and you can't prove it. You can't observe it and you can't reproduce it. And, uh, and you know, I told my friend, I said to him, listen, I've got a Bible right here. That's got prophecy Uh, over 300 prophecies on Jesus Christ alone. That came true a hundred percent. And uh, Brother Steve's already gone over that in a podcast. We've already gone over the science that's in the Bible. Uh, 100% of the time, science, you know, the textbooks have to be changed or updated after about a year or two. Well, the King James Bible has been around for 400 years. Uh, the Word of God has been around for, for over 1,000 years, 2,000 years, 3,000 years. I mean, you've got all these manuscripts here that have been around, and they haven't had to be changed. Uh, you've got the Bible here that's inerrant. There's no errors in it. Well, if it was written by man, there'd be errors, just like those textbooks. Uh, the congruency of the Bible. I mean, it's 66 books written by over 40 authors over a period of 1,400 years in over three continents. And it just came about somehow that all these books uh, go perfectly together. Nowhere do they, they, they conflict. And that, the reason why is because there's one author, and that's God. Uh, you've got design. Uh, I mean, what Brother Steve talked about. And you've got history as well. I mean, I've got so many things that I base my faith on. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean, yeah, I can't see God, and I've never seen him. I will see him one day, praise the Lord. But uh, listen, I've got, I've got a substance of things hoped for, and I've got evidence, and that's the Bible. And I put my faith in the Bible. Uh, one day, we're all going to stand before God. And uh, I feel so bad for those that believe in evolution, believe that lie, believe that religion. And they're going to stand before God and they're just going to say, I just believed that I came from a rock. And, uh, and God's going to say, depart from me, cursed in everlasting fire. I never knew you. It'll be a sad day. Mm. Amen. Isn't it interesting, uh, the choice of words Matthew used, because it's probably something that's been repeated by a lot of the evolutionists. I, I came from a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go check it back in the Bible. You actually mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. 
The Bible yeah. says of God, he is the rock. Amen. His work is perfect, and all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Hmm. Of course, you know, sometimes they, they, they act like they got rocks in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that our, wasn't that wasn't kind, was it? <laughs> our rock is not as their rock. <laughs> That's right. There you yeah. go. And you know, I was telling Steve, I, it was a Steve or Matt, I can't remember, uh, before the show started, that uh, <clears throat> I saw a bumper sticker on on a guy's car, and I was like, "What does that say?" And it, it said the word "fiction," um, you know, something untrue, fiction, something made up. But the the fiction letters themselves were made out of different religious symbols, you know, a cross for Christianity, and and uh, I think it was the Star of David for uh, Judaism, and 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 other ones, you know, from different world religions, and and then they made that up to say fiction. And then the other side of his bumper, he had the the, the fish sign, and and inside the fish sign, which oftentimes is you know used as a Christian symbol. Inside the fish sign was the word evolve. And I couldn't help but think that, you know, you really you really want that to be true, don't you? The guy that was driving that, you really want it to be fiction. Yeah. And as Matt was saying, you know, the reason I think that they do, if they can get rid of the Creator, if they can get rid of the Bible, and then they can live, you know, however they want to live or think they can. You know, and, and we don't have to worry about it. And I think a lot of the reasons that people hold to evolution is not because they've really examined it and studied the Bible to see if, you know, these things are so, but it's because they, they don't want to believe it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what Steve was quoting from Romans chapter one. And, uh, that passage says in there because they, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. That's it. And then the end of that was, uh, evolutionism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was there one day. Yeah. <laughs> so was I? Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I always had a belief in God. I don't think I ever really bought into to evolution. Um, you know, I was religious. I wasn't saved, but I was religious. And, uh, you know, said the Apostles' Creed, and the Apostles' Creed said I believed in a creator, so I believed in a creator. But uh, I just didn't know who he was <laughs> until later. And uh, thankfully that uh, some guys told me about him and, trusted him as my savior but uh, you know you just see you can see the evidence uh, or the fruit of that teaching um, you know with the all the the the, the wickedness and, and how so much, I, I'm trying to use the right right adjectives and they're not coming out into my brain right, but it's a whole lot worse now than it was years ago with um, uh, the way people act, the way people treat people. Um, they're, they're acting more like animals than they are uh, civilized human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're interested in themselves, self-gratification. They're interested in um, self-propagation <laughs> without uh, responsibility, uh, and and they just want to shack up with anything they want to, and uh, uh, without recourse. And if they don't want it, then they can just kill it off, uh, and uh, uh, they just connect however they want. 
they become their own rule of law, and uh, which is survival of the fittest, and and they're they're living as animals, which is what they've been taught, and you're seeing the product of it. You know, the court systems are wondering why we can't rehabilitate these people because they don't have the mindset to understand the rule of law and the lawgiver, which is God. Uh, they're they're all into themselves. They're all into what's best for me, and they could care less about anybody else. And and they'll run around in groups and posse's and and uh, gangs, if you will. And they'll take care of their own. And and it's it's coming to a point where uh, you know decent citizens aren't going to be as safe. I mean, we're having these home invasions that are taking place and these hijackings and. And carjackings and all this kind of stuff. Why? Because somebody wants some, what somebody else has, and it's all uh, again survival of the fittest and and a evolutionary mentality. That's sad to see. So th- things don't seem to be evolving. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not getting better. They're getting worse. Is right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and real quick, it's illustrated in. Um, the vision that Daniel had in uh, his book, Chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, image. Mm-hmm. It starts out with the head as gold, and then it just gets worse from there. It goes all the way down to, to the feet of uh, iron and miry clay. And that's, um, that's uh, evolution in reverse, and that's really what uh, the history of mankind is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's, uh, just to put it in here, too, I learned a lot. Um, from a website. Um, it's actually uh, drdino.com. If you look that up, drdino.com. And uh, if you go in there, you can go to uh, the videos on the top there and you can uh, watch them for free. There's seminars and there's also debates. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's uh, His name is Dr. Ken Hovind. And uh, I don't agree with 100% of the stuff he has on there, but he's got a lot of good stuff that. He shows how all these lies are still in the textbooks, um, how uh, just so many things. And and if you don't believe in God and you're listening to this right now, um, definitely go there if you can. If you have internet access, go on that website and uh, listen, listen to some, look at the, some of those seminars and look at some of those um, debates. They're not boring at all, trust me. Uh, he makes it interesting and he gives all the proof. He gives all the proof and shows you uh, that the evolutionists don't have any, uh, any proof. And if you watch the debates... You can actually see both sides perfectly, and you can see that the the evolutionist uh, he goes to these. I mean, Berkeley. He goes to all these uh, major um, institutions, uh, schools, colleges, and he says, "Okay, we'll both have free time. We'll both have perfect time to uh, give both sides of our points." And uh, and he just destroys uh, uh, these main main people there at those colleges. So definitely take a look if you're if you're on the edge of your seat and don't know which way to turn. Amen. And if you're uh, lost and without hope, and and you're thinking there's what's what happens, I, I just die, and that's it. That's all there is. And well, that's why we're here to tell you that that's not all there is. Amen. Uh, you need to be saved and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And uh, we just pray that you do that. Amen. Well, if they're listening, they've got uh, their podcast on there that can tell them exactly what they need to do. Uh, just take a look through the, the list of podcasts that we have, and there's some uh, there that uh, speak specifically to salvation. Amen. And they can get all the information that they need. Amen. Hey. 
one that's good is what does it mean to be saved? That's a good one you did, Steve, on, yeah, amen. on what does salvation truly mean. Amen. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. How's that for an ending? <laughs> oh, let's start off again. I was I was waiting. Here it is. Here it is. For the music. This has been a production of the That's in the Bible podcast. To leave a comment or to ask a question, visit our website at thatsinthebible.com or email us at thatsinthebible at gmail.com or call our listener feedback voicemail at 716-584-1611. Again, that's 716-584-1611. As always, thanks for listening, and press on.